See, I'm very, very invested in the NFL draft going on behind me. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look at it, man. Like, uh, you know, with today's news, I'm fucking having a heart attack. I think my boy's leaving me. So yeah, that's what I was. I was actually gonna ask you that. Um, that's crazy that he would. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of it is like being blown out of proportion. I don't think he's as upset as they're playing it out to be. Like, I don't think he's like, "Fuck you guys." Right. But you know who the hell knows that they've been, they've been, they've been dealing my boy dirty for years. You know <laughs> they let Jordy Nelson walk in 2017, then like yeah. they let Randall Cobb go sign with the Cowboys for like a million bucks, and Rogers like, yo, like what the fuck's going on here? And then they draft Jordan Love. I'm like, you guys are just killing it up here, man. <laughs> so I don't know. Now they're talking about him. I'm behind them. I'm like, oh, maybe they trade the Jets. <laughs> but let's get to this. Let's get to this. I'm gonna focus on this. Cause I know if we even tried to That you would never listen Never cared about anyone Other than yourself We played all more for less Not know you know we so Just know how easy it will be To let you go just like the rest I'll let the sun go down on you And I hope you What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, I'm sitting down with one of the members from the band, What Makes Sense. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. My name's Radham, and I do all the all the all the voice work in there. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're killing it for one, uh, and it's it's dope that you want to be on this. Um, so for obviously, we're we're missing a few members uh, tonight since it's just me and you. Uh, who are we missing, and what do they do in the band? So we're uh, we're missing uh, Avery Avello. He is the lead guitarist, my best friend also, who uh, keeps me from going 100%, totally insane. Uh, Aaron Backstrom, Barkstrom, I said his name totally wrong. He's going to hear this and slap the shit out of me. Aaron Barkstrom, who is our bassist and also our social media guru. He's killing it on TikTok. And we're missing Eddie Petershagen, our rhythm guitarist, who uh, he pretty much has written most of the hits going forward from the first EP. Okay. He's also just, you know, a swell guy. <laughs> and we're missing a drummer. So any drummers out there, if you hear this, you know where to find me. I feel like everyone everyone always needs at least either a drummer or like a, a certain guitar player. Like in there's, my, there's a bunch of bass players and singers everywhere. In my tenure, it's been the opposite. It's oh, singers right. and guitarists everywhere you look. Can never find a bassist, so we got lucky, and can never ever ever find a drummer. <laughs> and if we do find him, he's in like fifteen other bands. Right. Yeah. It never fails. So, yeah. Never ever fails. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So how did you guys? I guess we'll start off right at the beginning of your guys's uh career. How did you guys come together to become what makes sense? So Avery and I uh, started playing music together back in 2013 uh, in, under the, uh, 
with another band we were doing called one for the braves and that we broke up one for the braves in 2018 and uh you know we had some more music to do we just we wanted to keep going and uh we happened to be driving around one day and uh we were listening to Pent- uh, a band called pentimento and um uh they have a song called just friends and one of the lyrics in the songs is uh we're just friends because that seems to be what makes sense so i looked at avery and i'm like oh man dude that's us we're just friends doing what makes sense and we became what makes sense and we uh we hooked up with george Jacob. he was our bassist from one for the braves and then we hooked up with a good friend of ours carl killer and then we went to the studio with uh chris briquette which is no boundary studio in rhode island and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that again, no boundary studio, Rhode Island, Chris Cat, best producer, hit him up, awesome guy, and uh, we hooked up with them and we wrote our first EP there, uh, um, Fear and Loathing in the Northeast, and we put out our first single, Spooky, in October of 2019, and then from there on we found Eddie and Aaron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I jammed through. Um, obviously, I listened like when you first reached out, I. Immediate listen to uh, Groundhog Day, but had a lot of uh, free time today, so I definitely like jammed everything you guys have out. And Fear and Loathing is so good as like a full like ensemble EP. Um, Thank you, man. And just hearing where you guys are going now, like it's it's a good step forward. I'm stoked on it. Dude, I'm I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, we were very 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 happy with everything that happened with Groundhog Day because that was the first song we wrote. Like really, the four of us. Mm-hmm. The first EP was most was for the most part it was me and Avery just like alone and working on some stuff in general and uh, to get uh, Aaron and Eddie in there and really take it to that next step has been so awesome and I'm I'm just very excited for everything we have coming in the hopper so it's great yeah. to hear that it's great to hear that you liked it <laughs> yeah I mean who who can't love pop punk these days right that's fair man I mean you know <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly's tall as anything anyone can like pop punk <laughs> yeah. Or do pop punk apparently, um, but well, anyways, anyways, yeah, not against, yeah, not against <laughs> you guys. Uh, you guys are killing it. Uh, so yeah, like we you just mentioned, Groundhog Day just released back in January, uh, which is the first single you guys have, like for the next step. Um, which for people that are listening, definitely go check it out. It's super good, and then you guys are following it up here in the next. Well, as of the the day of the. Us recording right now in the next like couple weeks, you guys are releasing. Um, next week, just... actually. Sorry, what? It's next week, actually. Next, uh, May 7th. Oh, yeah, it is already like the end of April. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, you I know. Guys are releasing... it's so insane. <laughs> I know. Uh, you guys are releasing Cary Grant. Uh, yes. So, I, for, I mean, obviously, by the time this is out, people have already listened to it, but I've listened to like the little snippet. Uh, for the the distro kid save part and dude it fucking rips as well like it's so good <laughs> thank you so much yeah that's a fun one i'm very excited with that one i uh so we had this like thing going and i was like oh, i was like thinking i was like ah. initially we were gonna do carrie grant first and then like we got the mixers back and i was like no nah, let's do this ground on like day and this and that so uh i love carrie grant it's a great song uh, the title everything is just a very a very it's very personal for me as like the lyricist and writer of that song because you know it's a song about accepting yourself for who you are what you are your good days your bad days and also just saying in my case i wrote it uh to my mom and my girlfriend it's kind of like a little like hey like don't give up on me like i am trying to be more than like my bad days and all yeah. of this and uh 
I, I loved the fact I was able to call it Cary Grant because um, I based the idea really off of uh, uh, this famous quote he gave of uh, everyone wants to be Cary Grant, even I want to be Cary Grant. And it was just a first song of what I was going for. It was really, it was really awesome to be able to make that connection and bring, you know, I love old movies and everything. Cary Grant, especially is one of my favorite actors. And ever being able to bring that all together to such a meaningful, fun, fast song was really awesome for me. Yeah. No, yeah, it sounds great. I'm, I'm stoked to, to hear the full thing and I'm sure everyone else is going to love it as well. Um, but I'll, I also do love the whole aspect of like naming it Cary Grant and then the artwork behind it. Uh, just really brings back a lot of memories because in high school we had this class where we basically just would critique like movies and stuff like that. And one of them that we did was um, North by Northwest. Yeah. And great movie. Yeah. Great fucking movie. So it was real nice to see that on there. Yeah. I, I love the art too. Cause so that's uh, a very good friend of ours, uh, Anthony Masculino. He's a tattoo artist that we know. He does a lot of, he's, he's got a band himself called the strip, which if you like, rock music look up the strip and uh so i hit him up and i said hey man like we're doing the song here's what's called it's called carrie grant and i was like you know i could go find like a picture or something try and license it all this stuff it's like i'd really rather you drew me something mm-hmm. and it's cool because like he listened to this song and he drew it accordingly so like when you look at the art there's like the tear in his eye but the more you look at it you see like more like it's not a perfect picture which i love because it's really kind of like the message too of the song like even when it looks perfect, it's not perfect. So, like, the more you look at the art, you see these, like, little imperfections in it that are there on purpose, and they're awesome. And it, I think it's just, like, as much depth there is to the song, there's so much depth to the art that goes with it, and I thought that was great. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always nice when you have well, – one, when you know someone that can do that, and the fact that he was able to, to fully envelop the song and put it out into the art as, like, take – it from one art form to another like it's dope yeah it was it's great and uh definitely if you uh, are looking for art any bands or anyone out there he's the anthony mascalino I, I would hit him up he's a good guy yeah he does tell him rat him sent you <laughs> <laughs> oh man so what are you drinking over there that's what i want to know so i uh as the listeners are probably tired of me saying this all the time i'm drinking a nice uh Pabst blue ribbon PBR. Yeah. All right. And, uh, so I do, our bassist Aaron and I do a podcast called Nonsense. And uh, I always, always, we, we do like, ask everyone, like, hey, what's your favorite beer? Like, if you're straight edge, what's your favorite drink? You know, like seltzer, iced tea, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I almost always say, hey, why is Rolling Rock the best beer in existence? And why are you not drinking more Rolling Rock? <laughs> I should be drinking a Rolling Rock right now, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm drinking, I'm drinking, it's this cool. I figured since we're doing a pop punk podcast, because I checked this with the brewery, it's this New York brewery called Non Sequitur. Uh, they're pretty cool, but the bit uh, the beer I have from them is uh, "Love Your Friends Die Laughing," that's awesome. Which is you know, man overboard. So I like, I I took a picture of the can when they came in. And I was like, "Yo, Non Sequitur, you also giant man o fans?" And they're like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> I was like, "Yes!" So it's like we're doing a pop punk podcast. I got to bring the man o beer, right? <laughs> I always love it when like different breweries like come up with their like own little catchy names and then just like play off everything else. Like I can't remember who I was talking to. They had I don't even remember what it was, but it was like super good and catchy and I was like, fuck, 
That just makes me want to go to that place like even more and just vibe there. I always wanted to open a brewery and like make a beer for four like a four year strong Dean beer. Mm. And I wanted to call it like if I was gonna, if it was gonna be an IPA, I was gonna call it like it must really suck to be IPA or something like that. <laughs> and I thought that's like the great. I was so I'm so like even now I'm so stoked and I'm like damn some brewery's gonna hear us be like yeah that's a good idea <laughs> and like but. You know, I'll be happy either way. I just want that beer in my life. It must really suck to be, and then, you know, whatever you make. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if anyone's listening and you steal that idea, you heard it here first, so you got to give Radom credit for it, obviously. If you're going to steal it, at least go give my band a listen. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, send, send them a case or something, at least. Yeah, and, like, you know, maybe, maybe give me a little bit of credit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just, like, your tiny name imprint right at the bottom, just, like... At least it's on just, there, right? Just say, like, four Radom. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of your your podcast, uh, the, the Nonsense Podcast, um, how did you guys start doing that? Uh, it was kind of... Uh, so, when COVID first started back in 2020, well, a year ago, back in March. So, it's actually been about a year since we've been doing Nonsense, now that we're talking about it. A little over a year. We started it, I think, like middle end of march i gotta check with aaron he keeps he keeps track of all that stuff not me i just show up and talk to people i don't really do much more than that on there uh but um so aaron just kind of sent a text to our group chat he's like maybe you want to start a podcast and i was like yeah all right and then that night we did our first episode it was just me and him talking and I was like, dude, we're just talking about a bunch of nonsense. And we're like, that's a great name. And we call it nonsense. <laughs> and then from there, we've grown to really get on like a good number of guests. Like, you know, we've we've had guests ranging from, uh, excuse me, uh, Young Culture, In Our Own Words, Rarity, With the Punches, to uh, some local bands, like some of my favorites in uh, Say What You Will and uh, League MVP. And just, it's really cool, you know, to get like a good mix of like guys who are doing guys, at, well, guys and girls, because we've talked to a few girls. Uh who are doing just so well and then other other guys and girls and other bands i don't know why i keep doing that it's just like i'm not thinking and speaking other bands that are like getting there and like just starting out and they're still on that local scene but like on the cusp of breaking and it's really cool to get talking to the different facets of the people throughout the career i think i explained that horribly but i did it <laughs> I, completely, no, I, I completely understand what you're talking about I get thinking so fast sometimes that words just like flow out and I'm like, Oh wait, no, I said that wrong. No way. Did I say that right? No. I don't do drugs. I'm just naturally this chaotic. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I totally understand what you're, go- what you're saying. Cause like, I've noticed like the same thing through doing this. It's just meeting all these people and seeing where one, like where we can connect and like, Oh, I've gone through that same thing. Or like they're going through things completely different in their musical career and it's just fun time to 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 chat and just see what's going on yeah it's it's really cool and for one thing for us that was really cool is you know a lot of these bands we would not have met without shows mm-hmm. you know it's not like i could have linked up with rarity at a show or in her own words or turned uh or turned around and played with some of these like local bands we've talked to from chicago or uh ohio we've talked to some west coast bands and it's just we even talked to a few bands i think from england and they're just bands we never were linked with without the podcast and right. now it's you know people were talk with pretty regularly which is, which is pretty cool but uh yeah it's it's been awesome and i think it's been a great uh networking thing in general it's also to help our own band too because 
we file away like these things like oh like that's a really good idea of like how to promote and how to do this and how to uh relate to our audience and it's been super helpful and super uh uh what's the word uh not like informational like uh you know what i mean i can't think of the word but like it's it's just it's been like super it's just been super helpful in like growing our own like budding career mm-hmm. so no that's awesome i i, I mean it works out great and then especially with you guys like i don't play any music I, this is just what i do now I, I work full-time and then just do this but where you guys are still doing like the band and everything to like take all that stuff in and adapt it to your own lives to better your band that's great i'm chaotic now if i didn't have like music to be doing i'd be like fucking like off this wall off that wall like ricochet <laughs> rabbit it like con- like i just it's just a good way to channel like all of like rage anxiety and just like chaos and the one thing for me and really like makes sense of what goes on in my head so it's you know it's nice to have and it's nice to talk to other people who even if they don't like you know we've talked to a few people they uh they aren't playing music right now you know we talked with uh Jacques Moore of Pop Punk and Pizza podcast mm-hmm. we had him on and uh you know it's just people find their ways to uh connect with music and to also just kind of uh disconnect from their everyday you know like for you sitting down tonight talking to me is a disconnection from your full-time job whatever it may be unless this is your full-time job then it's part of your full-time job but (laughs) i I wish i got paid for this that'd be dope but yeah unfortunately i don't man i hope that didn't sound bad like i just i hope that like sounded as endearing as it did in my head (laughs) no like yeah i I completely know what you're talking about like you're good like yeah if i'm all over the place too you can be like hey man we're gonna reel back to this topic i'll be like oh shit yeah all right (laughs) <laughs> no you're good you're good um so yeah people that are listening go check out his podcast because who i mean we're not doing anything else anyways might as well turn on another podcast to listen to and get focused on because you know do it just do it just do In it. the words of uh ben stiller from starskin hutch do it <laughs> do, do it do it do it <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so you guys release Groundhog Day in January. Cary Grant comes out next week. So what is this leading up to? Still figuring that out. Okay. Uh, uh, the pandemic has definitely uh, played a big part into that answer because, um, you know, we've we've been we've recorded. We have some songs in the hopper. Uh, we definitely have enough for an EP and. Uh, we're on the fence at the moment because it's hard to we think it's we think it'll be a little hard to you know drop an ep and then like really get the traction we want with it without being able to play shows we're really trying to see with uh you know the changing landscape of what's going to happen and what we'll be able to do yeah and uh so the long short answer is is uh we're we're making it up as we go along at the moment (laughs) yeah uh like with with how it's all going on, like it's such a tricky thing to figure out what to do next. And I, just from like even my friends, like they're the same way. They don't know what the next move should be because I know a lot of people are. I mean, a lot of people got to be sitting on new EPs and stuff like that that they want to put out and people want to listen to, but it's just so difficult. We're but I feel like we're almost there. We're almost to the spot where we'll figure it out. And yeah, it's gonna it, be game on. I think so. I mean, you look at, you know, I live in New York, it's a little bit different, but you look at 
you know, Machine Gun Kelly just did that huge show in Florida. And from what I've seen so far, you know, it's not, there's not been any like rise in cases or anything. I haven't yeah. looked that far into it. So if there is, like, you could 100% tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but I just like haven't seen like anything blowing up everywhere about it. So I think that, you know, I think, uh, as much as nobody wants to be that first guinea pig, it's nice to see that somebody did do something and nothing, the world isn't on fire yet. So, yeah. But, well, you know, who, who knows what can change in the next week or two, you know, for all we right. know, like, you know, be a totally different, we, we could be talking a different tune tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Well, but, I'd, like, along with the whole Machine Gun Kelly thing, I think a couple baseball stadiums have gone full capacity, like in the South, like Texas and Florida. And then I don't know if you saw. Uh, there was like a mad ball, like fucking. Um, oh my god! So that show, I I have a lot of thoughts on because, <laughs> as a New York insane. fan, hold on a second, my computer's telling me it needs to charge, and it's not charging, so I'm gonna fight it. But as a New York band, I was kind of pissed because they got not because they did it, but well, no, wait, let me rephrase. It. I was still I was kind of pissed as a New York band because. They got the permit, and they did their show, which is fine, but they didn't adhere to the permit from what I've been reading, and there's mm. just too many people there. They weren't following guidelines, and what pissed me off about that is that I think they just kind of knocked us back a little bit in New York oh, yeah. by doing that because I know I read that the, like, the permit's like under investigation, and uh, – they're talking now about canceling like already confirmed events in that park. And it's just, it's just sad. It's, it's not sad. It's, it's just hard because in a time where like we're struggling to get back to that normalcy and back to being able to enjoy those things to see that and then hear what's coming out of it. It's just really disheartening because you feel like you've made all these strides and one, just one incident brings it back. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't really fault the bands as much because I don't, be i don't feel like they did anything wrong you know they just played a show mm-hmm. and i don't think they planned on as many people coming out <laughs> or whatever but i i i uh I, I the whole like situation there is just kind of a little disheartening <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely a like three steps forward like six steps back feeling type of thing because like it was so close right. and then just for them to like for people that have seen pictures it's fucking insane as to how many people were there especially too like i said like being Hold on, I'm doing. I'm like talking and like trying to fix my computer at the same time. This is where I need an Avery because when Avery's not playing music, he is an Apple tech, and he'd be like, "Oh, it's because you're stupid. That's why this isn't working." Oh, that was a good sound. I was doing something, and I'll be like, "Oh, okay," and it's fixed. But not having that luck at the moment. But I think we're charging for the moment. So, but um. Yeah, it, yeah, here we go. I was charging to see it. Cool. It's exactly that. You know, it was, uh, it was, you know, two steps forward, or one. It, it, yeah, it was like it, it was two steps forward and three steps back. So we're right back where we were, yeah. because it, you know, we were a lot. It was outdoors, which I think was a plus side. And you know, depending on what you know what what the numbers do based off of it, you know, we'll see. But I don't know. But you know, like I'm watching. I have the draft on in the background here, muted, so nobody can hear it but me. And. uh they were saying before, you know, they 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 are uh, pretty much at full capacity there. You know, the people near the stage, you know, they had to prove they were all vaccinated and everything. And there's people in the back who were all tested before they came. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it seems we're making the right steps. There's no reason to go crazy. Yeah. There's no reason to, like, do something to bring us back because we couldn't 
wait like another month or something. Like, you know, we've been waiting this long. Like, let's do it right so we don't have to stop again. Yeah. Like, I'm all down for going to a show. Like, I want to go to a show so bad. But it's, especially with that, like, the, the amount of people there, like, it wasn't the time. Like, I right. I would have personally would have been like, okay, like, maybe not this one yet. Like, I'll wait, I'll wait a little bit longer, see how things roll out. But, like, I get it. I get it, people. Yeah, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to go, like, not even just play. Like, I'm just dying to go to a show. And, yeah. You know, I, I totally, totally get it. But, like, we got to we gotta stick it out just a little bit longer and we'll be good to go, you know? It's, it's tough. Yeah. But we'll, we shall see is the best <laughs> way to put it. I'll take it as it comes. The moment they can tell me okay, the moment they tell me it's okay to play, I will be there. So, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I did see uh, when I was perusing you guys' Facebook that I want to commend you guys on is being featured in that alt press uh, article for uh, ten bands that what was it make you feel nostalgic? Like, nostalgic, yeah. Loved it. I thought that was a. A great article for us to especially be featured in uh you know it's not anything we planned on i think we reached out about it was an article we were just i always comb those articles I'm like oh maybe i'll be in here and today i actually that day i actually was i was like yes <laughs> so i was really excited and uh i i loved i loved what they said you know because i've always looked at music and like pop punk especially like i always looked at music is like you want to hear something you know but you also want to hear something different yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you want to hear something familiar, but you don't want to hear the same thing. And I, I feel like we've done a very good job at that. Like, you know, you can turn us on and you'll hear, like, oh, like, I could see this being a Newfound Glory song, or I could see this being a Story So Far song, but, like, there's something about it that's not either of those bands. And that's what I've always liked. And I think I think that article shed some light on that. I was pretty excited with that. I don't know if anyone thinks it's a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, that's dope that you guys were featured in there because I know, I know for like a lot of bands, especially like back when we were all doing our things, like being featured in all press was like almost like it was like kind of you made it at that point. Like you, you hit that yeah. one milestone and like that's awesome that you guys were able for that. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was definitely like a really cool moment because like, you know, we've been, we've all been floating around the scene for years in and out of bands and, uh, to see something that we're in get noticed like that was really, really, really great. And it really was uh, inspiring to keep doing, you know, keep to keep growing and keep doing what we're doing. So right. it was nice. It was a night, especially in the time that we're in it. You know, we're in a time where music in general, it feels like it's under attack, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything. And bands, mm -hmm. you know, bands struggling left and right, not knowing where to go. And to get that little jolt of an inspiration from something that wasn't expected was really really nice to help keep us moving forward yeah well stoked that you guys are in it uh stoked that you guys are getting the recognition that i feel like you guys deserve because like i've said already you guys sound great and definitely really stoked to see what's coming next um uh hold on i had something and then i lost it but that happens story of my life I don't whenever we do nonsense, I don't plan anything. I just go in like a renegade and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna ask you this question, yo, I'm gonna ask you that question. Where Aaron is just like all like I wrote down a few questions, I checked out your music, and like some of these bands, like I, I never knew them before or anything, and I didn't listen to their music. 
not because I didn't like like it or didn't know it. It's just like I I'm just like all over the place. I've all I've listened to all of the bands that have been on, and I I generally like all of the bands that we've had on. They're really good bands, and every band we've had on, I really do recommend checking out. But sometimes before the podcast, I don't get a chance to check them out yet, so I just go in and I'm asking all these random questions. And they're like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> But I feel like the most random questions are the best ones at the same time. So, my favorite one to ask is, "What is your favorite type of shirt to play a show in?" Ooh, yeah. Because most people are like, "Damn, I don't think I've ever thought about that question today <laughs> in my life." And I'm like, "I know." <laughs> yeah. That. What well, What would so as someone that's you know your lead singer for your band? What would be your answer for? The, the uh, most ideal shirt to wear. I love like a loose fitting long sleeve shirt. I love it. It's one of my favorite shirts in general, especially like one of my favorite styles of shirts are like those like uh those like Henley shirts with the hood on them, and three buttons like right oh, here, yeah, kind of yeah. like kind of like the hoodie I'm wearing right now. But like they're a shirt and like a long sleeve and then like a different color. It's very similar to what I'm wearing. Like yeah. Different color <laughs> sleeves. This is a, this is a hoodie, but it's like very similar to this and uh, um. I love those shirts. They're just so comfortable. And even if you're doing something on a hot day, like they're not too hot. So they're like a good, they're like a good all around shirt. And I, I think I look good at them. So I like wearing them. <laughs> have you heard of like, have you gotten like, what's the weirdest response you've gotten from that question? Uh, I honestly, none. Most people really like, like that question. Okay. Uh, most people are just like, Oh, I like a good, nice fitting warning t-shirt or like i think somebody once told me to like button downs and that one i really dug in on i was like really i was like why why, why like a button down like why this why that and they're like oh because it just it's really comfy i was like all right <laughs> all right so as we transition here into the later half of the episode um this is the fun part what i like to think of the as the fun part of the episodes where we just talk about good stories from your time in music. Uh, they can be good, terrible, shitty, amazing, uh, bizarre, horrifying, just any, like, adjective in there. Just, um, yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know, I guess one to start off would be, like, what's, what's like, your worst show experience that you've had? Worst show experience that we had. Let's see. I gotta think for a minute. We we're so it wasn't in what makes sense. It was in another band I was in, and we showed up to the show in Massachusetts, and I drove. So we played in Burlington, Vermont, the night before, and then a bunch of our friends from Plattsburgh, New York, which is I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how well you know like our area. For anybody who doesn't know our area, uh, if you go to Burlington, you could take a ferry across Lake Champlain to Plattsburgh, New York. So you take a ferry across and you can stay in Plattsburgh. That whole ordeal is like 30 minutes without the ferry ride. This ferry ride might take a little bit longer, but like that whole ordeal is like maybe 30 minutes. And okay. um, so we did that. We stayed at our friend uh, Frank Kagan's apartment up in Plattsburgh. So if we'd stayed in Burlington and drove to this show in Taunton, Massachusetts, it would have been like three hours because we could have just gone like on a diagonal line like right there drove straight there 
but because we were fucking stupid and decided to go across the uh, Lake Champlain without looking at a map, we had to go down New York and then over 90. So a three-hour drive from, like, Burlington – a three-, four-hour drive from Burlington to Taunton turned into an eight-and-a-half-hour drive because we did not plan that out. And uh, I drove the whole thing. And so I drove – and we stayed up like, 4 a.m., and we left at, like, 10. So, like, I didn't sleep really at all. So, like, we, like, left Plattsburgh, drove all the way down, eight and a half hours, taught and got there. And we were playing third. It was part of a a little tour we were doing with our good friends in uh, Say What You Will and Callaway. And um, we got there. We played third after the two, two or three opening bands. Is it third or fourth? There's two. Yeah, there's two opening bands. We played third. So, the band before us, uh, I don't remember their name. I didn't pay any attention to them because because uh, I was being just like all over the place, like just like dead trying to figure out what we're doing and just like trying to get everything together. But I remember they were like this like jam bandy kind. They didn't fit the show. Like like the tour itself was like three pop punk bands. Yeah, and then before uh, the first band was like kind of like an emo pop punk band, and this third band was like you would have thought they were opening for fucking fish or something. <laughs> like I I didn't get it, and um, so they're playing and they go super duper over their set. So we went from a twenty minute set to a twelve minute set, and the guy's like, "You cool with that?" And I was like, "No, but do I have a choice?" She goes, "No," and I was like, "All right." So we played our 12-minute set, and then halfway through the set, we're starting a song, and our, our one guitarist at the time is, like, taking his time, starting, he's, like, fucking around a little bit. And our bassist at the time is like, yo, man, start this shit. And he thought I said it, and he kicked me in the leg, like, back leg, and he almost snapped my leg in the middle of the stage. So we finished the set. I, like, went to my girlfriend. I was like, we need to... We need to go for a walk. It's, it's not going to be good if I stay around here. <laughs> so that's that's probably my worst show experience ever. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I you know I'm sure some bands be like, oh, I got a way worse one than that. But oh, I was yeah. like that that for me is definitely my worst show experience ever. <laughs> uh, we've done the same thing. Well, not like the exact same thing. Like, uh, but we did the whole. Oh, we're gonna s- stay at one spot instead and then just make the drive in the morning so like yeah. the last tour we did we just stayed in richmond virginia and we were like in baltimore hung out there for a day and then we were playing a show in like south jersey somewhere i don't fucking remember where so you went from we, richmond to south jersey that's that's a bit of a haul <laughs> yeah so so we we played in South Jersey, and the next day we were supposed to go back down to Richmond to play with our friends at Centerfolds. And great we like, band, yeah, I fucking love those dudes. Yeah, great band. Um, but we were like, okay, so we can either stay here in Jersey, or we can go back to Baltimore, like halfway point or whatever. Crash there. We decided to stay in Jersey, and they were like, okay, fuck it, like you guys want to stay there. So got stuck in like all this traffic going back down south, like. We were the first two bands since we got added to the the their record release show like late. We were the first two bands to play, and we made it like just in time to like unload the trailer and just get everyone yeah, yeah. on stage. It sucks so bad. What was your band, my man? Uh, so I tour managed a band called Exit Emergency. 
Okay. Uh, from Iowa, and then on that run, we were out with our dudes in Stars Hollow. Okay. I don't know either of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of. I, I don't. I don't want to sound like that. I was, like, ah, I was just trying to see if maybe I knew who you were, but yeah, I know. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> Ex- Exit Emergency is unfortunately dead and deceased now, but Stars Hollow is still ripping, and you should definitely check them out. They fucking rule. I definitely will. I will look them up after this. Um, but yeah, so like that was our worst, at least on that run, like time management fucking thing. So it's always like I suck at time management, <laughs> but like when it comes to shows, like I know when I have to be somewhere and I'm like, all right, I know I gotta be there at this time. I know this is gonna take me this long. I need to leave now. I need to leave now. And I'm very good when it comes to like being where I need to be, like when I'm supposed to be there. Only for shows. Everything else, I'm late for fucking everything. Like, shows, they're like, yeah, we're going to be there at 8? Yeah, all right, I'll be there at 8. Like, And I'm there at, like, 7.55. Everything else, I'm late for. I commend you for that. As, <laughs> as someone that used to book shows, I, I super commend you for that. I just think it looks good, you know? Like, at least, like, even if you're, like, even if you're not, like, torn, like, even if it's a local thing, yeah. at least one of you needs to be there. Right. Like, to me, and I don't mean like for the opening band. Like I think, I think every, I think, I think no matter where you are in the set, you should check out something from at least every band if you can. Like you know, I know for like a lot of touring acts, it's not as simple as that. You're like, I just rolled into town, I haven't slept, and I'm fucking starving. Yeah. Like I, I get, totally, totally get that. But I feel like especially like local, you know, if you're the smaller bands and you're like an opening band, you should try or at least watch part of everyone's set. Yeah. And uh, I think. Even more so than that, though, like you should be there before doors to meet the people and this and that. At least, at least like one or two of you, is something I've always uh, been good on. Because you know, it's that's networking. Like if you get there and the promoter sees you're there and the promoter likes you, that promoter's gonna work with you again. Oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And then plus two, like especially if you're like new to the scene and stuff, it's a great way, like you mentioned, like networking between not just the promoter but like other bands and then, right. like. If, like, because then if a band gets hit up for something and they're, like, not able to do it, they can be like, oh, we can't do it, but you should hit up so-and-so instead. Hell yeah. you made that connection and everything. Exactly. And, you know, it's something that it's easier before the show starts to do some of that stuff. Like, you know, you have the people come up after the set, like, oh, man, nice set and this and that. But, you know, it's a lot easier to meet them, in my opinion, like, before all the chaos, before it's, like, set times, before it's other, you know, people like fans in the audience coming up and trying to talk to them and mm-hmm. this and that. And then trying to watch another band while you're also trying to watch that band and network with everybody. So it's, it's nice. It's a good idea, in my opinion, especially when you're the smaller bands on the show, to get there as early as you can. Yeah. Um, What's been, like... I guess it could be your whole musical career or just, like, a what-makes-sense moment, but, like, what's been, like, the, the highest moment, like, the, the best moment you've ever had since doing music? Probably, unfortunately, not what-makes-sense, because we started, we, we, we started, like, our first show was December 2019. Like, we yeah. started in 2019, so we didn't get to do too much before the pandemic. <laughs> but back in One for the Bridge, probably my greatest moment was... Uh, uh december of 2019 2017 12 17 17 that's it i had to look at my bracelet here because it's on there and uh we played with we played the first reunion show of with the punches and city lights along with such gold uh bloom 
uh it was Firestar's last show and then one of my uh one of my favorite local New York bands from the States Away opened it up and it was uh, a fantastic show and we you know we, it was probably the biggest show I think I as a musician have ever played and I also met my girlfriend of three years that night so I'm pretty excited it was a great night for me so <laughs> I mean that's that's dope that sounds like an amazing lineup uh, normally I'd record these like in my room at my desk and I'm in our like second living room but normally there's a giant such gold flag right behind me because such gold is like my favorite band so like anytime oh like we're we're from the same town as with the punches and i have i have actually the show poster it's hanging on the wall over here uh i could have looked at that when i was trying to think of the bands before i was like fuck but i you know i had them all signed it and dustin and jesse i I talked to dustin probably the most and shane but they're they're just dustin jesse shane they're awesome awesome human beings and you know they're they're hometown heroes and they definitely inspire one for the Braves, and especially they've inspired what makes sense. And uh, to get to play that show with them, and also turn around and do a weekender with them, it was amazing for me as That's a musician. Yeah, yeah. And City Lights is on the tour too. It's like they're or, well, the the first show they played the first show, and that's been pretty much I think the only reunion they've done was that show in 2017. So that was pretty amazing. Yeah. They get the that was that was pretty surreal in itself to be a part of that. It was really cool. The City Lights, you know. They were so big in the scene for so long. Right. Well, fucking upstate New York, always fucking killing it with bands. That's all I gotta say. We try. We try to do it. You know, it's uh, surprisingly enough. For those of you who don't know, upstate New York, there's not much here. <laughs> so start a band. <laughs> we're from. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how well you know New York, but we're from Poughkeepsie area. So we're like smack dab between New York City and Albany. Okay. So, like, we have, like, a pretty solid scene between two. Because, like, we can be in the city playing a show and all be playing the show. Like, no big deal. And then Poughkeepsie, for a while, uh, had a really good pop-punk scene. That's – it's still there, but it's – it's it's it use – could use some TLC. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's fair. That's uh, I feel like that's a fair thing to say. Um, I'm yeah. trying to remember – we played upstate New York once. Um, remember the band Storm the Bay? Yes. I yeah. think they were out of Rochester. Yeah, so it was in the... Ro- uh, uh, yeah, I think Rochester area. We played with them um, and like a really dope, like fast punk band. And then we went to a place afterwards and ate it. It's called a... Well, I don't even know if it's there anymore. called Burrito Fresco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a great fucking... We played at this house and... Like, by the third band, we all thought the floor was going to cave in. It was so sketchy, but it was, like, everyone just started, like, going to the side just, like, in case it's, it caved in. Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, fantastic scene. Like, yeah. that whole, like, section of York is a fantastic scene. Yeah, it was it was fucking sick. It was a good time. Um, probably, like, one of the one of our favorite shows on that, like, run that we did. So. Nice. I think in, uh... I think our our greatest moment so far in what makes sense with the few shows that we did play was we played uh, Philadelphia with uh, Goalkeeper. And if you haven't looked up Goalkeeper, anybody here, you need to go look up Goalkeeper because they're fucking fantastic and they're they're gonna be your new favorite band. You heard it here first. But we played we played there with uh, them and our very very good friends at Real Talk, who are a pop punk band out of Maine, who are fucking fantastic too. Just released two new singles. 
gotta rep the homies you know yeah and uh we played that show and it was a great and you know it was i think it was a saturday or a friday night but it was a house show in philly and the place was packed it was cool that's dope uh, it was it was cool for like not in the uh, <laughs> It was cool for like you know like our second show to like play like out of state and have like a good like really nice show for yeah. our uh, second show first out of state. So, uh, fun fact: Real Talk was supposed to be on. I was supposed to record with them last night. Who were you supposed to have? Do you know? Uh, I think Stefan for sure, or Stephen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but like we had to postpone it until next week. I know he won't listen to this before he records it, so when you have him on, can you do me a favor? And don't tell him that I told you. Okay. Just just ask him why he loves Title Fight in the waiting room so much. Okay. <laughs> just say, that's all you gotta say, be like, dude, I love Title Fight in the waiting room, and I would love your opinion on it. Because he'll know 100% where it came from. Okay. So I have a, I have a very storied past with Real Talk. So when they, they just got a new singer, Dylan. Before Dylan joined, I was filling in when their other singer left. So that's and their, their drummer Rustin, I've known for years from other bands. And so actually, Tom was in a band with Rustin, so I knew Tom and Rustin for years. So I ended up filling in with them on a, a couple of shows back in like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the, one of the one of the weekenders I did with them, we were like huddled in Rustin's basement, and they're going like all these like audio tree sessions and watching them, and I was like. You guys haven't watched the best one yet. You guys haven't watched the best one yet. Title fight in the waiting rooms. Title fight in the waiting room. So fast forward now, like three, four years, and like we still talk about title fight in the waiting rooms. Like a huge running joke with us. So if you really want to get him going, ask him about title fight in the waiting room. Okay, I will jot that down. <laughs> uh, and then for people listening and they want to hear his response, tune in next week or the week after. I got to look at the schedule, but coming up soon, you'll hear it. And also, I can't recommend it enough. Check out Title Fight in the Waiting Room. <laughs> yes, yes. That's definitely one band that I'm, I'm waiting for, like, a comeback. I I love, lo- like, love Title Fight. Like, we would, we've covered, uh, I've covered Evander, I've covered Symmetry. Like, that whole, like, Listen and Forget era and uh shed and like that whole era like shaped a lot of my taste in music and i loved 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 that era title fight i like their new stuff too but like to go from like that to what they're doing for me it was like a little a little bit of a little rough but like i i love 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 title fight it's one of my favorite bands yeah um actually you guys covered one of my favorite bands uh you guys covered transit yes um which for people that haven't listened to it, go check out uh, what makes sense is cover of Stepping Stone by Transit, and you guys. I'm always I'm always like worried like going into a cover like especially like when it's like a band I really love and you guys like, you guys succeeded, and I was like okay good like I can still have him on the podcast like we're not this isn't gonna be an issue. That cover came from a, like a diehard Transit fan right there. I'll tell you that much. I went to like three or four dates on their like last tour. Uh, one of my favorite show memories was at this venue in Poughkeepsie called The Loft. And it was dating myself here a little bit. State Champs wasn't State Champs yet. So it was Young English, State Champs, and Transit, and State Champs Open. And I got 
one of my greatest moments ever was they were playing Stay Home, and it was for the part of the keep running. I think part in Stay Home, and it was Jesse the singer with the punches, Derek from State Champs, Joe from Transit, and R.I.P. One of my favorite musicians ever, Tim Blanders, and uh, they were all out doing that part, and it was just such a like intense like the entire crowd like a packed house just straight up fucking went nuts like yelling along it was just one of my greatest memories of the show ever was that in this tiny local venue so <laughs> it was cool but yeah no like i i love 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 transit um and i i wanted like we, we were like talking about doing that cover and i was like well we're doing it we better fucking do it good because like right. i want to not be mad at myself for doing this <laughs> Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, but yeah, it came out great, so everyone definitely go check it out. Um, like I've re- said a couple times now, go check out all the stuff that they have out so far, and just keep an eye out for what's coming next because it's gonna be dope. Um, there might be some more uh, cool covers coming soon. Uh, hint, hint, and you know, keep your ears peeled. You heard it here. Fucking keep them peeled. Um, <laughs> So as we wind down here, um, and before we take off, do you, uh, if people are looking for what makes sense, music, merch, or just you guys in general, like where can they find it? Uh, pretty much everywhere you think to look, uh, Spotify, Apple music, Google play. If that's, I don't know if that's still a thing, but we'll say it is for the moment. Uh, you could tell your A-L-E-X-A. I have one in my room, so I don't want to set it off. Hey, A-L-E-X-A play what makes sense and she'll be like yeah all right i got you and she'll play it and uh uh as far as social media you can find us on facebook what makes sense uh you can find us on instagram wmsny you can find us on twitter wmsny1 because somebody fucking took that apparently and uh if you can, you can also find us on TikTok, where our basis Aaron is keeping us super fucking relevant because us fucking old bastards can't figure out how to work uh, TikTok, and uh, he's keeping us hella, hella relevant on there. And uh, that is what makes sense and why. So you can find us pretty much everywhere. You might even find us on Pornhub, probably not, but you can check there anyway. It's worth a shot, you know? <laughs> Maybe we're playing in the background. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just start sending your stuff to, like, porn studios and be like, hey, just, uh, when there's a low moment, can you just uh, play this? Play yeah, you right know, here? like, when you're when you're switching, like, positions or whatever, you know, click real quick, or maybe, like, flash our socials along real quick, Ooh, yeah. you know? <laughs> or, like, splice in the music video, like, just, like, for, like, a cutscene. Just, yeah. like, randomly, like, it'll work. Yeah. I hope they sponsor me for that uh, shout out I just gave them. Not that they need it, because you know they, fucking, I'm sure they have plenty of plenty of clientele. Right. <laughs> maybe you can get one of those fancy Letterman jackets that they give out. That could be cool. Like, be part of their elite club of people who have shouted them out. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this went way deeper than I expected to. I was like, I made the joke, and I was like, man, should I have made that joke? I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna keep going with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's all about here at the beers of bands podcast um so as we fully wind down here i just want to thank radham for stopping by letting letting me talk to you about your band and drinking some beers because it's always a fun time when i get to do Hell that yeah. um 
I guess one last thing before we take off. Do you have any last words, shout-outs, or anything that you want everyone to know about? Check out What Makes Sense. Uh, we are an awesome pop-punk band. That is a very biased opinion, but it's one I, I hope you two will share. Uh, be sure to look for Cary Grant out May 7th. If this drops after May 7th, go look up Cary Grant. And, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself, people. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with you in general. Don't think that there is. And that's what I like you all to walk away with. Also, check out Real Talk, Goalkeeper, Say What You Will. There's a new I Call 5 song out that everyone needs to be listening to right now. Uh, check out Nominee, awesome band out of Texas. And, of course, of course, of course, Title Fight in the Waiting Room. <laughs> so, yeah, go check out Title Fight in the Waiting Room. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. And like I always say, if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of Beers with Bands, reach out. Radham reached out. You know what we did? We got this set up. He came on. And we drank some beers. And we, we talked about bands. We talked about bands. It's that easy. Uh, hit me up through the Facebook. Emails on the Facebook. I'm on the socials. I might not post a lot because I'm old and it's fucking weird. But I'm on there. So check them out. Um, other than that. I'll catch everyone on the next episode. Thank you again for stopping by. Anytime, man. All right.